You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're doing a little Wednesday night edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Matt Derry with you on this Wednesday night, March 10th, and a Thursday, March 11th. Thank you for listening and uh, joining us today. Sorry for the late evening pod going into Thursday, but uh, hey, sometimes uh, you've got things to do. You've got stuff going on, and uh, certainly we're still bringing you Lions content today. Love some audio of Brad Holmes, the Lions general manager, who was on the NFL Huddle and Flow podcast with Steve Weish and Jim Trotter yesterday. And he had a very interesting answer about quarterbacks and the draft. I want to play that audio for you and discuss it. We'll we'll, uh, talk about that coming up. Also, compensatory picks for the 2021 draft are out. And the Lions, once again, don't have any. I'll explain why that is. All of that today on the podcast. We are brought to you, of course, by so many. We, we got to thank our sponsors sometimes at the top of the show, but Built Bar, rockauto.com, and betonline.ag. I love all three of our of our really main sponsors right now. Got to give them some love. I love the Built Bar Madness tournament going on right now. If you go to builtbar.com or go to the uh, Built Bar on Twitter, you'll see some of the results and what's going on with the March Madness with Built Bar. We'll get into that. Uh, I'm doing the show tonight with, with kind of a heavy heart. It's been a really rough year for Cleveland, uh, you know, Cleveland legendary broadcasters so far in 2021. If you recall a few weeks ago, I told you about the death of uh, really almost like a second dad to me, Les Levine, longtime Cleveland area sportscaster, sports talk host, and the voice of Cleveland State University Vikings basketball for many, many years. Uh, Les passed away uh, just about three weeks ago to a month ago. He was one of my dad's best friends. And um, Les passing away really hit me hard because we were very, very close. He was like a mentor to me and helped me get my first job uh, in the business at WHK in Cleveland uh, back in 1995, where Les was working doing afternoon drive, uh, doing the afternoon drive show. I did the, the morning show for a while. I did afternoon updates, all sorts of stuff. And uh, I miss Les to death, big time. But today, uh, and, and I'm leading with this because I don't care. I, I just this is what's on my mind. Um, my idol growing up. The reason why I got into this business, the reason why I loved radio and broadcasting and play-by-play, and I wanted to be, as a kid, I wanted to be the next Joe Tate. Many of you might not know who that is, but the 83-year-old legend in Cleveland and the longtime voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, going back to my youth, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, Joe Tate was a god, and Joe uh, passed away today of kidney failure at 83. Um, let me tell you something about Joe Tate, all right? For those of you that all that are all Detroit listeners or, or, or Detroit fans, this is Joe Tate is the is the Cleveland version for basketball of Ernie Harwell. All right, Joe Tate is in the Hall of Fame, in the Basketball Hall of Fame, in the broadcasting wing. I wanted to be him. I wanted to be Joe Tate as a kid. Joe Tate's basketball play-by-play was simply incredible. Um, Crossed the timeline into the forecourt on the right wing. Uh, 
All right? Just precision description, excitement, wham with a right hand when Brad Doherty would dunk a ball or LeBron James or whoever Joe called the games for. And he called games for the Cavs for like 50 years. I mean, he was 72, I believe, uh, when he retired in, in 2011. And we became uh, pretty close at the end uh, of his career. Um, uh, the legendary, the mayor, some of you might remember on the Pistons postgame shows, the mayor used to call him. That, that's Dave Zippor. Uh, I introduced myself to Joe many years earlier than that, but Dave was a friend of mine, hooked me up with Joe, and we would go to dinner every time he was in town at Lully's in Auburn Hills, and we became close, and it was an honor for me. I was so happy that my wife, Heather, could go to dinners with Joe and get to meet Joe, and it was incredible, and today he passed away at 83, so uh, this just sucks, man. Joe Tate, uh, a legend, so rest in peace, certainly, to the big fella, Uh, the greatest I ever heard call a, a, a basketball game on the radio he was special and uh, is in the hall of fame so i got to give a little love to my guy uh jo- jolly joe joe tate who's a uh, 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 microphone and name are up on the rafters at uh at the rocket mortgage field house uh, the joe tate perch up higher where they do the broadcast now um what a legend so oh rough day for sure uh for, for folks that knew joe like i did and um Man, I mean, his wife, Jeannie, is younger than him, and, and, and she's been suffering and has been hospitalized for years. It just sucks. So shout out to Joe uh, at the end of the Tate family, for sure. All right. It, it, Joe is like the George Blaha. Seriously. George George is Pistons basketball, right? Joe is Cavs basketball. All right. So as far as the Lions go, here we go a day after the franchise tag. Um you know, names have come and gone. The Lions elect not to use a tag on Kenny Galladay, nor do they use a tag on Romeo Okwara. And now we're starting to see around the league, and I told you guys this the last few days, many players getting cut. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, the best offensive lineman on the Giants, who makes about 9 or $10 million a year at guard, Pro Bowl player, cut. Teams are really trimming down their roster uh, because the salary cap's coming down, and teams, of course, didn't get that you know, didn't get those gates this year uh, with the, with the lack of fans um, being in the stadiums. But now the Lions have to turn to the draft, and everybody's wondering and guessing what they're going to do at number seven. I want you to take a listen to Brad Holmes, uh, who earlier uh, yesterday joined Steve Weich and Jim Trotter on the Huddle and Flow podcast. And they ask him, Steve Weish does, he asks Lions general manager Brad Holmes about the number seven pick and quarterbacks. Listen to this exchange, and we'll talk about it. And your evaluations and everything, and just kind of looking at what you guys, you and Dan and, and Ray and everybody want to build there. This draft, are you necessarily uh, out of the quarterback market? Oh, no. I wouldn't know. A- absolutely not. Um, you know, uh, I, don't think, I don't think when you're picking this high – uh, that you can be out on any position. Uh, but obviously quarterback is such an important position. And, you know, I just think it's good. It's good drafting business always to be, be to be very, very thorough on that quarterback class, regardless of what your situation is. Um, you know, always when I was with, with the Rams, always said that, you know, always regardless of which you had a quarterback and, and even especially now, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's the same approach. And, you know, 
it is a good crop coming out this year, um, but, you know, it's definitely not a position that will be ignored by us um, by any means. Brad Holmes is already doing a better job than Bob Quinn ever did, and I'm going to explain that coming up next. Uh, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% of the chocolate, or 100% chocolate on all bars. I can't even read tonight. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, ladies and gentlemen, German chocolate against salted caramel. And then Mocha Love versus White Chocolate Birthday Cake. Now, uh, uh, I'm telling you right now, I haven't had the Mocha Love bars or the White Chocolate Birthday Cake bars. I did have the White Chocolate uh, Cherry bars. But German Chocolate versus Salted Caramel is a tough matchup for me. Because I love them both. I do. This is a really, really tough, tough battle when we're talking about... And look, I know Cookies and Cream is coming up on... Um, Friday, they've got a buy into the second round. It, it's a lock. But man, salted caramel or German chocolate, that's a toss-up. That's a game going to overtime. I may have to go with salted caramel. Regardless, go to BuiltBar.com or uh, at Built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. It is Built Bar. All right, so you heard the audio from Steve Weish and Jim Trotter's Huddle and Flow podcast with Brad Holmes, who went on there and talked about a, a bevy of different uh, topics. But this quarterback topic is being handled perfectly by the new Lions general manager, Brad Holmes, and here's why. Brad Holmes is not ruling out taking a quarterback. Do I think the Lions are going to take a quarterback? Do I think Brad Holmes is going to draft a quarterback at number 7? No, I do not. But what Brad Holmes is doing is what Bob Quinn didn't do last year, and it cost the Lions dearly. If Bob Quinn would have publicly done some interviews, if he would have talked publicly about not ruling out a quarterback at three, even if it would have upset Matthew Stafford a little bit, or if he would have called Matthew Stafford and said, hey, Matthew, when I do these interviews, I'm going to be lying to the people that interview me in order for... The, 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 the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers to think that I'm trying to draft a quarterback at number three. That way I can drive up the price for a possible trade, trade back a couple of picks, still get Jeffrey Okuda or whomever I want, and accumulate more draft capital. But see, Bob Quinn didn't do that because Bob Quinn sucked as a general manager. Bob Quinn didn't play the game of poker. Brad Holmes is playing the long game. Brad Holmes knows this is a rebuild. All right? <laughs> and I heard uh, uh, um, uh, Troy Weaver, the Pistons general manager, the other day say he doesn't call it a rebuild or reload. He calls it a restore because the Pistons are a team that they can restore because they've won three championships. And he kind of dissed the Hawks and Timberwolves, which I thought was awesome. But Bob Quinn screwed up. And so then by draft day, the Dolphins at five, the Chargers at six, both knew they didn't have to call the Lions about trading up to get their quarterbacks that they wanted, Tua 
or Herbert because they knew the Lions weren't drafting a quarterback. Because Bob Quinn didn't play the long game. Bob Quinn didn't play poker well enough. Here's Brad Holmes being asked flat out. You know, you're picking at seven. You got Jared Goff for two years. You like your quarterback. He's young. So are we eliminating the quarterback spot there? And Holmes is like, no, you can't eliminate any position. And Holmes even made the point of telling the beat writers last week, I love this quarterback class. I'm in love with it. So hopefully teams like Carolina, Denver, maybe Pittsburgh, New Orleans, whomever, will look up at San Francisco at 12. We'll look up and say, Washington. We'll look up and say, man, we are scared that the Lions at seven might take one of these quarterbacks and stash him for a year or play him behind Jared Goff. Heck, it's been reported Brad Holmes is shopping Chase Daniel. Good. Why did Bob Quinn sign Chase Daniel in the first place? That could have waited. Once they signed Chase Daniel and Quinn, well, we got we got the veteran backup for Matthew Stafford. The whole world knew the Lions weren't taking a quarterback at number three. But the whole world doesn't know now what Brad Holmes is going to do at seven, and he's keeping the option open. And you know what? If he takes a quarterback at seven, let's say he falls in love with Justin Fields. I don't think they like Trey Lance. That's what I've been told. But let's say Justin Fields is their guy or Mac Jones or something. They could still draft him at seven. It wouldn't tick off fans as much as, it, as I think it would because this thing is going to take some time to build. And if they think that could be the quarterback of the future and somebody that would sit for a year, year and a half, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that when you're completely decimating your roster. They are letting arguably their best offensive player, Kenny Galladay, and their best defensive player, Romeo Aquara, walk for nothing. Walk into free agency for nothing. That should tell you Holmes and the crew in Allen Park at 222 Rodwood Drive are playing the long game. They're in it for the long haul. They know it could be painful the first year. If they had a 17th game, the Lions could end up being 2-15, and 3-14 and 14 this, se- this season. And I would have no problem with it because they're getting younger. They're getting out from underneath some bad contracts, and they're going to find out who can play and start over. I mentioned this yesterday. Who on this roster right now is a lock to be on the roster in 2022? Ragnow, Hawkinson. Swift, who else? What if Okuda stinks? He wasn't uh, uh, Brad Holmes' uh, draft pick. I don't know. Maybe maybe Oruarie, Deshaun Hand. I don't know. They're going to find out what they have. They can't revamp the entire roster, but the, the, they're 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 scaling back pretty good because they could have kept Galladay and Okwara paid him for a year and traded him or flipped him at the deadline next year or whatever, and they didn't even like to do that. But at least I like the fact that Brad Holmes is right away saying, no, 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 I like this quarterback class. No, 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 we're not going to eliminate quarterback for number seven. And if the best player available on their board is a quarterback and they take him, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't think they're going to do it. But in a rebuild like this, not the worst thing in the world, in my opinion. It just has to be the right guy. But I've been told by some pretty good sources that this 
regime is not thrilled, doesn't love Trey Lance. So that would be a surprise to me. All right, what's up with these compensatory picks, and why haven't the Lions cashed in at all? Uh, we'll talk about it coming up next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be done. We got the NBA back tonight. College basketball, the NHL in full swing. March Madness. You want to put bets down? You want to put money down and bet on some of these games? Go to betonline.ag. Hope you had Syracuse today laying the points against NC State. My Orange were killing it. Let's see if they can do it tomorrow against Virginia. Want to bet on that game at noon tomorrow? Go to betonline.ag. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, best odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. BetOnline.ag. Promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code LOCKDOWN. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so as you know, today the NFL announced its list of teams that are receiving compensatory draft picks in the upcoming draft for losing free agents last offseason. Teams that had players that were, were, were uh, highly sought-after free agents signing multi-year deals with other teams. Those teams receive compensatory draft picks at the end of uh, rounds three and four. The NFL has handed out, think about this, the NFL has handed out 165 compensatory picks going back the last five years. The last five years. And the Lions have received none of them. (laughs) Not a one. They will not get another extra pick this year either. There were 37 of them handed out this year. The Lions were shut out for a fifth straight year. How could this happen? Again, the NFL awards compensatory picks every year based on which teams lost the most talent in free agency the previous year. So essentially, the mere net talent a team loses in the open free agent market, the better off it will do with compensatory picks. What has to go into it? Salary, playing time, going to the postseason, all of that factors in. And the league used to award 32 of them every year. But they mess with the rules this year, um, and they added five more. All of these picks uh, will occur this year, it looks like, at the end of round three. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, wait a minute. Didn't the Lions lose in Dominican Sue and Nick Fairley in free agency? Graham Glasgow, right? That, that did occur. Every NFC North team has received multiple compensatory picks except the Lions. Green Bay, uh, over the last few years, has received three uh, over the last five years. Minnesota and Chicago, two apiece. The Lions, zero. So why is that possible? All right? Well, it's because the Lions have signed other players, and based on the formula, the Lions have been shut out. But now... Losing somebody like Kenny Galladay, if he signs a big-time deal, and maybe even Romeo Okwara, and the Lions don't make any offers, as many offers this offseason, two, two, two players, all right, the Lions will um, 
receive a compensatory pick. You got to go back to two. I, I, I'm going to correct myself. You got to go back to 2016. The Lions received third and fifth round picks, compensatory picks, uh, for Sue and Fairley. And they spent that extra third round pick on Graham Glasgow uh, that they got from um, the Sue, um, a losing Sue. And then Fairley, they drafted the long snapper, Jimmy Landis, if you remember that. So I think we're going to see now that the Lions are definitely going to cash in on not keeping Kenny Galladay. I think that's what Brad Holmes wants. He wants compensation. He wants a compensatory pick because that's how they drafted in uh, L.A. with the Rams and his boss, Les Snead. They use compensatory picks. They hit on many third, fourth, fifth-round picks. And that's what essentially the compensatory pick is. It's like a late third, early fourth. So the Lions made a lot of signings over the years with Bob Quinn. They lost some players, but re-signed many others and have not been eligible since 2016 to receive any compensatory pick. 17, 18, 19, 20, and now 21. But that streak will likely end this this offseason, next, next offseason, when they lose, likely, Okwara, and Kenny Galladay. It's a formula of the league, league uh, how the league handles it. If the Lions wouldn't have cut J. Ron Curse at the end of this last season, if you recall, he uh, broke curfew, and he had signed a pick, that would also help with the formula. Or he had signed a contract, that would have helped the formula too. But the Lions elected to cut him with two games left in the season. I think it was one game left in the season. Right, this is the Wednesday edition, evening edition of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Everybody have a great Wednesday night. We'll do it again tomorrow.